It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, back at it on BetQL Daily with my guy, Mark Drumheller. I'm Jim Rodriguez. Happy to be along on a Tuesday. Back at it. Everybody hopefully had a good three-day weekend. And if not, hopefully you got a little overtime in the bank. And if not, hopefully you made some money from us. We gave you some good picks, especially on the ice uh, last night. We'll go over that. Uh, Good stuff. Three hours here on BetQL Daily from 9 to noon Eastern. You could always hit us up on our Odyssey Sports app on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitch. You can hit us up, of course, on X at BetQL Daily. Uh, Good stuff ahead. We've got plenty to get to over the next three hours. We're going to talk some baseball with Danny Vitti of of the Wake and Rake podcast. Amazing name, by the way. Talk a little hoops with a sports betting analyst from NBC Sports, Vaughn Dalzell, and Isaac Trotter from 24-7 is going to be along as well. More college hoops. And let's start there, Mark. Uh, and once again, you know, we see it happening on ranked teams, losing to unranked teams on the road. Virginia falls to Virginia Tech uh, and, and thumped, by the way, 75-41. to 41. But the big game, Mark, Number 10, Iowa State, goes to number three, Houston, and the Cougars take the lead in the Big 12 with a convincing victory at home against the Cyclones. Yeah, really a game of two halves. Uh, the first half, I thought the uh, the full game under was in the bank. I think it was like 28 to 23 or something. We had 50 points. There were no buckets. Everybody's moaning online. You know, Twitter or X is, you know, filled with a bunch of people saying they have to do something about this. And they went in halftime and they did something about it, right? Ton of points in the second half. Houston, um, you know, really did a good job as far as, you know, with their guards, uh, you know, being able to get their shots. So I I was not surprised that Houston was able to get the win, um, but nice competitive game. And, you know, those two teams atop the big – I mean, that Iowa State team in the Big 12, I think is going to be really interesting down the stretch because they showed that even though they lost, like they're not – the moment's not too big for them. Like, they can play sound enough defense that's going to keep them in any game. So they're going to be a team I have my own for sure. And I guess that that opens up the question now on the overall picture, especially for futures, looking ahead toward the tournament, national championships. You know, first of all, this is Houston's first year in the Big 12. Remember, they came over from the American, and now they lead uh, the Big 12 conference. Um you know, we UConn leaps and bounds number one. Purdue maybe a shaky two. Where does where does Houston now fit in there? Are, are they are they closer to Purdue than they were before? I think so. I, I think that when people look at those teams, especially like viability in March, you know, it's two separate conversations. It's like who do you think is the better regular season team? But nobody really cares because we get the March for trying to find the winners. And I, I think Houston. It is probably closer than Purdue. I, I think people have more confidence just because they've been there. They've shown they can win in March. Um, you know, they have a tremendous head coach in Sampson who gets everything out of that team. And, you know, again, it's I think people are more comfortable relying on a team with that type of defense. Can they make the shots when they need to if, if they get down? You know, can they claw themselves back that way? That's That's the main question with them. But 
I'm more comfortable with them. I think they're, you know, a better all-around team than Purdue. I just don't – I feel like Purdue in those spots, there's going to be a ton of pressure when it gets to March. So I don't know how they're going to respond to that. Yeah, by the way, Houston plus 950 to win the whole darn thing if you're thinking about – getting some futures or if you're excited about what you saw last night with the Cougs. Uh, Virginia goes to Virginia Tech and not much of a game at all. We told you 75-41 Virginia Tech beats Virginia. And once again, a ranked team losing on the road to an unranked team. It's the worst ACC conference loss in the Tony Bennett era at Virginia. They lost by 34 points. Uh, you know, I guess we could ex- we could have expected it, but did you think it would be that bad with a 21st-ranked Virginia team coming off a big win? Well, if I thought it was going to be that bad, I would have played the alt total minus 20 or whatnot <laughs> and right? been sitting pretty 34. right now. So, uh, yeah, minus 33 and a half I would have took, and, and we would be on a yacht somewhere instead of here doing the show. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, listen, I didn't expect it to be that bad. I thought Virginia was – was live. I mean, if you look at Virginia, just how they play, their style of play, it's conducive to these one-bucket games. It's not really blowout games. It's they they can keep the games competitive. They get it down to a bucket. That's how they, you know, that's how they win games. So I was surprised to see such a blowout. Um, I knew Virginia Tech would be tough at home, but wow, man, they never got off the bus. Virginia never got off the bus. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we know, you know, and then tonight we're going to get into it with Isaac Trotter as well, as well as Vaughn Dalzell as well about tonight's action. Obviously UConn in action tonight, a a nice plump feisty night of top 25 hoops. And we'll get into that later in the show, but did you see Mark this brawl in San Antonio (laughs) last night between now, let me get this right. As he checks his notes, Texas A&M commerce, against Incarnate Word. Now, you know, A&M Commerce won the game 76-72, and then all hell broke loose. Minute-long brawl, bloodied faces, punches thrown, people in the stands. Uh, there were some Incarnate Words spoken in that game. It was it was mayhem. I, was, I mean, that was a good yeah, fight. It was a good fight. I already started because someone said Damian Lillard should be the MVP in the All-Star game. NBA All-Star game is a hot topic nowadays, right? So, you know, fists were flying. Now, obviously only teasing. Who knows what started a fight like that? It's just a massive brawl. You know, Southland Conference, you don't mess around. Um, I, I don't – I was surprised. Anytime you see that, you're just like, wow, man. They, I mean, they were going at it. That wasn't like two guys just, you know, having an altercation. It, it was everyone involved. It was like a melee. Yeah, like usually when there's basketball players involved, it almost looks like two giraffes fighting at the zoo and stuff because they're so <laughs> tall and weird and lanky. And it's just it's just arms and legs, elbows and kneecaps flying everywhere. But this was guys were throwing haymakers. Hey, man, UFC's heading over to Mexico. Maybe Dana White should have some scouting, you know, going into that for, some, for the fights this weekend. We're, we're going to get into a little UFC later on in the show as well. All right, so that was College Hoops on the hardwood. We broke it yesterday here on BetQL Daily that uh, Jacques Vaughn was out as Nets coach, and now we hear that Kevin Ollie. Uh, speaking of college basketball, the guy who coached UConn to a national championship, Kevin Ollie, who was an assistant under Jacques Vaughn, he just joined the Nets this year. He's going to get the gig. He's going to get the interim gig. He's got 28 games to figure this out. Um, 
again, I think we're still trying to figure out what was going on. Jacques Vaughn, super classy about the whole the whole situation. You know, gave lots of praise and thanks to, to everybody. Shoot, they just gave him an extension, so I wouldn't be mad either. <clears throat> yeah, I know. And he didn't seem too upset to be out, right? It didn't get out of that situation. And I think that's the key is, and the problem I have with bringing, you know, an interim coach in during the middle of this, towards the end of the season here is, what are you really expecting to see that you're going to be able to evaluate with a 28-game sample? You know, we go over to Milwaukee, they, you know, they have fired their coach, they bring in Doc Rivers, and, you know, they're three and seven in the first 10 games, and everybody's like, well, you got to give it some time to figure out what's what, but... How are they going to make a judgment here off just 28 games? Is Ollie going to be the guy? Did they always want Ollie to be the guy? I don't know. They just gave him an extension. So to me, it just seems like an organization in disarray. And when that happens, it makes it tougher to get free agents. It makes it tough. You have to have stability. Uh, you know, if you really want to want to turn it around, there are some teams that are just weren't good that. They have a plan. Like, you look at what Utah did. They blew everything up. They wanted to, you know, start the build. That's much more attractive to a to a free agent than a, a team like Brooklyn, who has some players, but doesn't have any direction and doesn't seem like they understand what they need to do to get to the next level. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah. By the way, the Nets are two and a half games out of the playing game situation. Their record is terrible, 21 and 33, <laughs> but they're only two and a half games behind Atlanta. And if you're thinking about maybe this will be a spark, the Nets plus 180 to make the play-in tournament. So, you know, we talked about sometimes a team gets an, an, an injection of, of, of freshness when when there's a new coach coming in. If you're, if you're thinking about it, the Nets – Plus 180 to make the tournament only two and a half game behind the Hawks. But, yeah, Kevin Ollie in, in a weird situation uh, with only 28 games to try to prove himself. But, again, the guy's done it. The guy was a veteran. He, he played for the New Jersey Nets, so so he, they are a little bit familiar with him, 13 years in the league. And, again, uh, took UConn to a national championship, so we know the man can coach. The Wolves, uh, the number one seed in the West, uh, they are trying to keep things in order as well. Mike Conley gets an extension he's going to be with the team through 25 26 two-year 21 mil extension and i guess to, to me it shows you that a team is serious about winning you know the wolves have always been sort of like kind of like a no a rudderless ship right they had that run with kevin garnett you know and and, and flip saunders as the head coach where, where they, they they got as far as the western conference finals and then just kind of disappeared seems like they're back They've got a big three plus Conley with 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 you know Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert and Mike Conley. This seems like 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 a, an organization that is poised to win now and tomorrow and into the future. Absolutely, and, and forever. You know, it was an organization that was floundering, and, and now they have direction and they see the window. And that's the most important thing. You know, the Minnesota Timberwolves recognize that this is the window. The West is highly competitive. You have good young teams, you know, like the Thunder. You have teams like the Nuggets there. Um, you have some older veteran teams. So 
every year the landscape of the West changes a little bit because it's so competitive. Um, it, it opens up these spots. And, and for Minnesota to be in this position, they recognize it. They believe in what they're building. They, you know, they believe what Chris Finch is doing there. And they're committing to it. And that's what you want to see. You want to see them understand that, hey, this is our time to win. You know, this next, you know, couple years, like this is our window. Let's take advantage of it the best we can. They go out, they get the job done with Conley. He does a great job complimenting those guys. Um, Anthony Edwards is, you know, obviously – the best player on the team. And he's a guy that I think that is really poised to have a huge impact in this postseason. Like he, the Minnesota Timberwolves are a team I have my eye on in the futures market because I think they're mispriced, but also because I think that I'm not sure what the ceiling is with Anthony Edwards, and it could be a lot higher than we think. Yeah, the, the Wolves plus 160 to remain and grab that number one seed in the West. And uh, their win total, 56 and a half. Not too bad, almost a little, you know, paying a little bit of a juice, minus 105, if you think they can get over to 57 wins. Now, you know, I've never proclaimed myself to be a journalist. You know, I'm, I'm you know, we're, I'm, I'm a, you know, we're in this wagertainment field, so I'm not out here breaking news like, like, like Woj or Adam Schefter, but, um, Justin Fields has unfollowed the Bears on Instagram. So, therefore, that's it, right? That's it. He's out. Here come the Steelers. Here come the Falcons. Justin Fields is out. He has unfollowed the Bears on Instagram. Mm. <laughs> Instagram watch is always a big thing nowadays. We saw it earlier here in Philadelphia with A.J. Brown, and that turned out that he was just like, hey, listen, I just wanted to – kind of like clear my head and you know he had some kind of you know reasoning behind it which is you know totally fine in that case I didn't think much of it I'm just like hey man it's AJ Brown playing with his Instagram I wasn't really worried about it but this obviously has legs I I mean does he you know we all have the assumption that they're going to draft the quarterback with number one they're going to look to move fields and now the the, what betters have to think of is where is he going to land and is it going to be a good landing spot? Atlanta's been thrown out there. Pittsburgh's been thrown out there. Me personally, like I love to fit with Pittsburgh. I think that would be great yeah. if they were to get Justin Fields. I think they could build an offense around him there to where he could be successful. They brought in Arthur Smith. You know it's going to be run heavy. The whole offense isn't going to be on his shoulders. They're going to utilize his mobility. Uh, I think Pittsburgh's probably not a, a bad spot. If I was a player... I would want to go play for Mike Tomlin. Wouldn't you want to play for Mike Tomlin, Jim? I, I'd, I'd do it just to get the, those Air Force Ones every year. Doesn't he give them a, a <laughs> pair of black Air Force? I'd do it just for that. I mean, let alone. Yeah, and listen, Tomlin wants him. He's He has said that. And it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Obviously, later on in the show, because it's never too early, Mark, to talk about uh, futures. We got our MVP, NFL MVP watch. Interesting names. Mm -hmm. So we'll definitely give you an update of what Justin Fields' numbers are for the MVP. But, yeah. I, I think I think our, 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 our EP executive producer Mario's nailed it on the head. There should be a, there's going to be a class on you know in, in colleges now of, of how to follow uh, journalist class. You know in terms of you got to check the Instagrams, man. Although maybe Instagram, I did it wrong, man. maybe I did it wrong. But I I look just randomly at CJ Stroud. By the way, he's not following the Texans on Instagram. So hmm. I'm I'm just saying. I, listen. Maybe there's something. 
Maybe there isn't. Maybe there's I'm more important things to some of these players than Instagram. Imagine that. He's he, he, he's <laughs> he's following like like Texans pickleball. Maybe he thinks he's following the Texans. I, I don't know, but he's following some pickleball thing that's going on in Houston. Listen, let's take a break. When we come back, 30 day, 38 days till opening day, and the AL East may have gotten a little bit more interesting. We break it all down next on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM.